The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, a recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. And I'm Sarah McCluskey with a late night update. Virginia's capital city is under a state of emergency following the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol last week. Richmond Mayor LeVar Stoney requested the declaration of emergency, which city council approved last night. It comes after the FBI warned that armed protests are being planned at all 50 state capitals and Washington, D.C. through January 20th. So far, Richmond's state of emergency does not have an expiration date. The top leaders of Washington, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia are strongly encouraging Americans not to come to the nation's capital for the January 20th inauguration of President-elect Joe Biden. Instead, they want people to participate virtually. Governors Ralph Northam and Larry Hogan, as well as D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, all cited security concerns following the violent insurrection last week and the ongoing deadly pandemic. In a joint statement released yesterday, the leaders said the siege was a dark moment for our nation, And, quote, together we will overcome extremism and get back to the work of our residents. Thousands of National Guard members will be in the nation's capital through Inauguration Day, including about 2,000 from Virginia. In the aftermath of rioters storming the U.S. Capitol last week, many contrasted the small police response with this summer's Black Lives Matter protests. As Patrick Larson reports, experts say that comparison refreshes trauma felt by some. Dr. Faye Belgrave heads VCU Center for Cultural Experiences and Prevention. She says seeing the nation's capital overrun with such little resistance causes what she calls re-victimization. You've been harassed in many situations during peaceful protests. And then you, you just can't help, you know, but compare the reactions. Research shows that images of racist violence bring stress to people of color. But Belgrave says last week's events were a shock to Americans regardless of race. And then that shock, I think for many of us, sort of led to anxiety. Belgrave says this is not the time to be without support. That can be through social circles or professional help, much of which has moved online during the coronavirus pandemic. Patrick Larson, VPM News. If you or someone you know is struggling, click on the story on vpm.org for more resources in the community to get connected to. The U.S. Supreme Court heard arguments yesterday in a Virginia case that will determine whether some immigrant detainees can be released on bond. Whitney Evans reports. The Legal Aid Justice Center filed a lawsuit in 2017 on behalf of five people detained in Virginia. They won that case and a class action lawsuit that was appealed to the nation's highest court. The court will decide if those who entered the country to seek protections after having been deported can ask to be released on bond. Simon Sandoval Moshenberg is an attorney for the center. He hopes the court rejects the government's interpretation of the law. I think they're going to be guided a lot by the desire to avoid a result that mandates long-term detention for thousands of people. An attorney for the government argued the detainees are a flight risk. Justice Stephen Breyer, part of the court's liberal wing, said the U.S. generally doesn't keep people in prison for years without any chance of bail. The court's decision may take months. Whitney Evans, VPM News. On Monday, a number of health departments started the next phase of distributing the COVID-19 vaccine in Virginia. 
The Virginia Department of Health says 11 health districts, primarily in northern Virginia and parts of the Shenandoah Valley, will add vaccination opportunities for these groups. Frontline workers, people 75 and older, as well as people being held in correctional facilities and those staying in homeless shelters. All regions in the Commonwealth are expected to move into this phase before the end of the month. According to state health officials, the federal government is planning to send about 110,000 vaccine doses to Virginia each week. Henrico School Superintendent says teachers and staff may be eligible to receive the COVID-19 vaccine as soon as next week, now that they have been included in the state's next phase of vaccinations. Alan Rodriguez-Espinoza reports. In an email to staff, Superintendent Amy Cashwell says this includes everyone from full-time teachers to part-time and temporary employees. Henrico Schools sent out a survey to staff to gauge their interest in the vaccine. The school district says this is to plan for how many vaccines Henrico will need from the state and also to determine the need for personnel to administer those shots. Last week, Governor Ralph Northam said teachers are high on his priority list for vaccinations right after frontline health care workers and residents of long-term care facilities. He says this is a crucial step for reopening schools across the state. Alan Rodriguez-Espinosa, VPM News. Chesterfield School Board members are meeting today to discuss when students could potentially head back to in-person classes. School officials decided that the majority of students will learn virtually until the end of January after COVID-19 cases shot up before the Thanksgiving break. According to the state health department, the average number of cases in the county have nearly tripled compared to November. To comment at the meeting, residents must contact the clerk's office by 2 p.m. today. To do so, go to the school board section of the district's website. The meeting starts at 4 p.m. and can be streamed on the district's website or YouTube channel. During the pandemic, the city of Richmond has given homeless service providers millions of federal dollars to offer temporary shelter in motels. Yasmin Juma reports. Recipients of these services say securing shelter is difficult, inconsistent, and anxiety-inducing. Ivory Lewis has been staying at a Southside motel over the last two weeks. Every week we are getting an episode of they are putting us out, just telling us we got to go, and we have to call back and re-sign up. Lewis is talking about the homeless crisis line, now the only means of accessing shelter when temperatures drop below 40. That line rarely connects with a human, just a voicemail, and promises a call back within one business day. But Lewis says that's not been his experience, and a number of other sources have confirmed this. Officials at Homeward, the nonprofit in charge of the region's homeless services, disagree, at least about the turnaround time. They insist it's no longer than one business day. Yasmin Jama, VPM News. You can read more about issues facing Richmond's most vulnerable residents and how city officials are responding at vpm.org news. This newscast was recorded on... Monday, January 11th at 6 p.m. Some of these stories may have changed from the time you've heard them. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at myvpm. VPM. I'm Speech Thomas from the hip-hop crew Arrested Development. On the new VPM podcast, Track Change, I take you behind the walls of Richmond City Jail, where I help four men record an album and hear how they're trying to break free 
from a cycle of addiction and incarceration. Been so long since I've been free. Subscribe to Track Change in your podcast app.